You're tuning in to Open and Clear Broadcasting on Anchor FM. Questions about us can be answered at openandclear.com. O P E N A N D C L E A R.com. While you think you're asking for something in particular, as in impartial, from anything else, it's given to you because everything is given to you. And so you think you are accepting this little part, when really you're just accepting the entirety of all the universe, and you are having the ability and host the ability to discern it between other objects, other things, other universes, other possibilities. And you have yet to recognize that in your training, 
that you're putting yourself through because you asked for it, that you put yourself in a position where there seems to be separates and opposites, but God still looks at you in the same way, saying, oh, oh, look how happy he is as my perfect, pure expression of love. So you can be down there getting all angry and getting into big fights and murdering and killing and and raping and pillaging and all anything and everything. And still in the impartial perspective, all there is visible is, oh, there he is. Perfect, happy, at peace, expressing love. It seems a little difficult to completely comprehend, but it completely has to do with there being several layers of dreams and several layers of your perspective of what reality is, of what the universe is. In the ultimate truth of where God sees in the eyes of God, none of any variation of any change is possible at all. But even in the first dimension, it begets almost the entirety of all decisions, of all changes, of all variations of universes. And then the second is, is aspects of those. And then the third is more condensed and a specific attribute and so on. As you think you're in a world, you once thought you were in a spirit world and in the spirit. And before that, you once thought you were a creator willing and able and consciously aware of making its own universe. And before that, it was simply God that still is tra transcendent of all this time, all this thing, no matter what that sun seems to be doing as creating universes, going on spiritual journeys or in spiritual world experiences and, and, you know, and then physical world experiences, having wars with itself and sending some of it to hell and condemning some of it and all this stuff and, and forgiving and going through this process. God's still back there. You know, it's not as if it's in a different place. It's just a little hard to comprehend when you're obsessed with bodies. You know, it's God still there saying, Oh, look at my perfect son, perfect expression of love, completely happy, perfectly at peace all the time. So if you wanted to see the way of God, I mean, you're literally surrendering the ability to walk in the world. You're literally surrendering the ability to float among spirits and souls. You're literally surrendering any option of any creation of the universe that you have developed at all. And even though that's perfectly noble, perfectly fine, it's wonderful, completely commendable, really. Just like anything is. When you made this decision to come into the physical world and to experience the opposite of love and to experience suffering, you also knew that that was a commendable and noble journey. You also knew that it had a purpose. You also recognized its purpose. You also saw beyond the entirety of, of this time-consumed world. And you knew the eternal perspective of it. You knew why you would want to do it. You knew why it was happening. You knew that it had to be done and who was doing it. And you gave all those reasons to all of them, of course. But that's why you're here. That's why you're making this decision now. And God's still back there saying, oh, 
Look at my beloved son. Completely, perfectly happy and at peace all the time. We come back to the to the father and we're like, oh, I went on this journey. And God says, oh, and it was love. And you were... We're a little more familiar with each other than than we think. Oh, we just met. Oh, brand new to each other's faces. Is that true? Is that a fact? Regardless if my memories deceive me, I utilize and can utilize that essence. Can utilize that what I choose to be in this moment, I am choosing to be everything I know. I can use this and what I believe in this moment to represent whatever it is I'm, I'm believing about myself. It happens anyway, regardless if you're, you actually think you're doing it or not or doing it on purpose. I mean, right now, make a list. Write down at least three things that you believe you are, that you have these characteristics, personality characteristics, somehow describe what you tend to do. You name off things from your past because that's where you're, where you're looking. You might be using one or two of them right now, but uh, you have this idea that your person, your personality has an existence and is already defined. You might know what you're afraid of, what scares you. You might know what you're talented at. You might know, you know, how well you are with new people in your life, talking to strangers, how much you deal with them or capable of talking to them and opening up to them, even as I've been speaking about. In this recognition, you are defining this personality in the way you choose to see it right now, in the way you choose for it to represent itself. Sure, we can jump to conclusions and say how it doesn't exist, and we can say how, you know, it's all an illusion, yeah. But you actually think you're doing something. So you, you are believing that this is possible, and or you can act like you, you're boycotting the whole, the whole practice here. <laughs> I don't need to do that. I, I know that I don't exist. I know that I'm not real. Those are characteristics, aren't they? It's an idea you have about yourself that you think you know. I mean, you think you know that you think you know. <laughs> you think you know that you, you know, understand or know where this is going. And then talking to myself, of course. 
and having a past. You need a past. You need one, right? You need to know where you're going, what you're doing, what, what, how you're making yourself. According to the world, according to what we think we need. It's true. Because of the immensity and the, this intensity of the power in which you are. Regardless of what you think of as true, you will know and think of it as true. Because of who you are. Because of what you are. I and mean, there's no one, there is literally no one that can tell you that you're wrong. Because there's no one else. There is, there's literally no one else.
when we do accept and forgive each and every little judgment, which we can do step by step, we can do little by little, we can do, you know, that's what's so grateful about other people is that you get in the conversation and you're willing to be an open wound, you're willing to be an open book, vulnerable, that's the word I was looking for, you're willing to be vulnerable and honest and open and then it naturally runs down a road of somehow having a disagreement or somehow, you know, making it apparent that you're separate from them. And this has already happened because of what you think of them as a body. And it might take, you know, and it does help as much as for me, this imaginary idea but it's almost as if you need this imaginary idea to be able to change all the time. Because as you're willing to go down this, you're willing to have been wrong about everything. And you might not be seeing any of this right. You might be have, have been completely wrong all the time, every day, your entire existence. And you keep reacting in the fashion of as if you're right or you understand what you're, what you're doing and you understand that, how you're acting, and, and you think it's justified, you think it makes sense. Like, you think you actually heard what they said. You think you actually heard them, and they are, and you ask them again, are you saying this? And it might conclude to something that really pisses you off. And it's true, yeah, yeah, then you are justified, right? But even as it's going down that route, then it still it really pisses you off, right? But are you hearing the definitions of what they are saying? Or are you hearing def definitions of disagreement? Like there's a sense to everything. And that's what the spiritual, that's what the Holy Spirit is for is to translate everything in a fashion, every word in a fashion that when it is said, when it is offered to you in any way, it only concludes to your acceptance and love. Always. Always. It doesn't matter how much, even if someone is deliberately saying they are attempting to piss you off, you have a new definition of reality that is complete in the knowledge and acceptance of what everything has come to be. Like you see a reason for that. Even as Jesus saw a reason for the crucifixion, even as Jesus was accepting of it, of anything that was occurring, even Judas betraying him, he wasn't saying, you know, you're a fucking bastard, you're going to betray me. He was saying, you're going to betray me, and I'm very glad that you're going to do this. And just like everything and anything, that it was only in gratitude, not because of what, what, what it was for, you know, like everybody's like, oh, well, if that didn't happen, then he wouldn't have saved us from our sins and all this, so on and so forth. And in, in a way... But it's the idea that 
having this occur and you have a purpose that makes sense with everything. Like now you have a translation for everything. So you once saw a reason to fight, you know, as Jesus possibly, let's say that happened earlier in his life, he found a reason to resist and to fight the crucifixion saying, no, 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 that's going to lead to my death. No, 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 I don't want that to happen. You know, and then there's this war and disagreement and he's trying to defend his life. But he saw a greater picture, a greater purpose. And now, even as every scenario, every circumstance, it's now a reason for love. And it still remains to be a reason for love. That everything everyone does, you know, you get into these conspiracies and you, it's so easy to think how, well, that... You're tuning in to Open and Clear Broadcasting on Anchor FM. Clear.com.
beginning, all end, all the white light, all the white light, all the white light, all trusted, all feared, all open, all closed, all praised, all blame, all right, all wrong, all true, all false, all pretty, all ugly, all free, all bound, all the white light, all the white light, all the white light, all hard, all soft, all above, all below, all fast, all slow, all new, all old, all in, all out, all big, all small, all alive, all dead, all the white light, all the white light, all the white light. All the white light, all the white light, all the white light, all here, all there, all right, all left, all good, all bad, all friend, all foe, all answer, all question, all up, all down, all beginning, all end, all the white light, all the white light, all the white light, all trusted, all feared, all open, all closed, all praised, all blame, all right, all wrong, all true, all false, all pretty, all ugly, all free, all bound, all the white light, all the white light, all the white light, all hard, all soft, all above, all below, all fast, all slow, all new, all old, all in, all out, all big, all small, all alive, all dead, all the white light, all the white light, all the white light.
only look at God. You only smell God. You can only feel God. The only thing you can taste is God. All you think is also God. You cannot experience something outside of this God. You cannot fall succumb to a dream that this God has not agreed with. Establishing the existence of your free will. It is not somehow against God. For it was God, still, who made the decision to do so. Even in this very instant, there is not an aspect of the universe in which God does not reside. Whether it be a dream of fantasies or reality, it remains all-encompassing the entirety of the love of God. In all variations, God is here. In all perceptions, of all dreams, it is only God here. And while you think you're separate from God as you believe that you could have made a decision to be in a dream, you can only make this decision if you quite literally are God itself. And it seems so real because you have all the power of God. All the laws are applied by the existence of who you are, which remains to be one with the entirety of the universe, the entirety of God. You look out and you see nothing but yourself as God. You see nothing but that which is single and united with you as God. You feel only yourself as you touch anything as God. You hear only yourself as the reality of what you are as God. You choose to think you're wrong and misunderstand that you can do it anyway 
that you see fit. For you designed it in any fashion you wanted to. This one being this way, quite literally, by the decision of the essence which is one, united with God. You are the holy home in which God resides. You have never left that very place in which God is. Good morning, sweetness. Take note that if you enjoy what you hear today, you can listen to the full programs by going to openandclear.com. All of these are available by generous supporters like yourself at our new Patreon website, patreon.com slash OAC. If you receive inspiration and benefit from our programs, it would help us and our families and children if you generously gave back. We also offer our one-on-one spirit coaching. If you would like something in, in exchange through Patreon or straight through us, at openandclear.com That's O-P-E-N-A-N-D C-L-E-A-R dot com We can't do it without you and we are very much appreciative. Thank you. shout out to everybody that has been helping over the many years thank you thank you and we look forward to working with all of you have a beautiful day was on this journey for going on five years and before that it of course was a journey still in my home where I was attempting to forgive everything of letting it all go and really attempting to higher my consciousness higher my spiritual vibration and frequencies and while I progressed in this and had divine experiences many times throughout the, this period, 
I was then at a point where I literally held on to one more grievance. I let it go. In that moment, my body started to shake as my eyes rolled into my head. I started to transcend what we know as this sensation of a body. And I was literally going through every memory of my entire life. As, as I draw closer and closer to the experience of my conception and previous to my life, the joy that I was feeling was started to expand and was becoming greater and greater and greater as it was as if my life going backwards was dissipating and becoming less and that joy was becoming more to comprehend the amount of joy that it was feeling that the happiest day of my entire life through this recollection being just laughing and my sides hurting so bad and just feeling the love with my family wasn't even in comparison of even close to 1% of the amount of joy I was feeling in this moment. That literally a state of what I would define as what I've been told of Nirvana. Through this, my life flashing before my eyes in very great detail, as real as this moment is to me now. Even my birth was remembered. Even the moment in when I came into the position of my body, not necessarily conceived, but I remember every day in the womb, as in great detail, I feel every sensation throughout my entire life, every kiss from my parents on my face, and every sensation of all of this, as that experience, even as the joy was becoming greater, the light was becoming greater too. And it could easily be determined and, and seen as a tunnel for the brighter aspect of it was in the very center of my perception. And as I grew closer and closer to it, the joy got stronger and bigger and bigger. And it was as if I went through several different layers of different aspects and different variations of the same joy. I would say there was about seven different layers of this comprehension till I came to a point of conversation where these beings that had no real entity description took in frequencies or vibrations of what it seemed to describe them, even using words now as a person. And they said to me, if you are really wanting to leave now, you can, and you can never come back for you transcend the world. But if you do, we have to remember, or you have to remember why you came to this world in the first place. So in that moment, even as my life flashed before my eyes previous to this, all of a sudden my future flashed before my eyes and everything I was coming here to do and all the commitments and contracts that I was holding myself to and, and working with people and meeting new people, including you. And even this very moment 
And there, I chose to come back. And all I had to do to come back was to accept one grievance about the world, one resentment, and it was the fact that I wouldn't have that family I saw. And instantaneously, everything stopped and I returned. Nope, I am not a master at relationships. <laughs> However, only by being in relationships can I learn to become one. It's not entirely easy to recognize the vastness of how crucial a relationship is. Yet, what are relationships really for? I'll be speaking to you here on multiple dimensions of what a relationship is and what it is for. Ultimately, the one relationship we do have, and which we all have, is our relationship with the totality of the universe. I often use Christian terminology, however, it is not likely that I sound as if I'm speaking about the same Christianity in which you are aware of. Here, today, we will be attempting to use relationships properly for the evolution of our consciousness, the evolution and healing and learning process in which this life and our lives throughout the eternities are building up to. So there are many variations of these ideas, even your one relationship you might be in or a few, <laughs> has a greater picture, a higher purpose, a, a fulfillment that establishes in this lifetime of an eternal perspective. So while, yes, you may or may not have a relationship with a partner, a lover, you may have only relationships with co-workers or relationships with family members or the lack of or an animal or a plant. But relationships involve everything. It is how you deal with everything, everyone, every place and how you respond with it. I hope you can Join us today and follow into the depths of an eternal perspective of what and how to use a relationship properly. If you would like first-hand assistance in the spiritual perspective of your relationship, attempting to find peace and happiness within this relationship we can work with you this show is brought to you by conscious spirit coaching which is with myself you can find more information of that at openandclear.com 
Also, many other programs are available there. Openandclear.com Let's go ahead and get started with what it means to have a relationship with the whole universe. (laughs) The real definition of a holy relationship. <laughs> so beautiful. This music is mm, so romantic. I, I gotta turn down the lights. Welcome. 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 Now I might get into the mechanics of this every now and then. It, it's definitely important to get personal when we're talking about relationships and when we're talking about how important it is and in various, I mean, there's such a variety of relationships and I'm not even just talking about, you know, your, your intimate uh, sexual or relationships of, <laughs> I don't even know. You can't go on a journey without the essence of who you are. I know you like to believe that you're something else on this journey within yourself. You don't think of it as yourself. You like to think you're something meaningless within a world that's meaningless. But you're actually something so meaningful within everything that you are. You are truly the reality and essence of God itself within the reality of the essence of God itself, always and forever. If that's not magnificent, if that's not your magnitude, then I don't know what is. So that really, truly, is the only thing that is possible. (sighs) Well, that was a good day. I like that today. I like that. A different, different voice today. It's often that way. Different every day. You never know what's happening here. Sometimes I'm flaring out every idea possible, and sometimes I'm just meditative. Sometimes I have things to say, sometimes I don't. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm talking to you. Yes. I love you. I know you think I don't know who you are, and I might not know your story, your experiences, which I'm sure are vast and commendable. Thank you, God. Yeah, you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for teaching us. Thank you. 
So what are we going to use this? I mean, how are we going to practically apply this to our lives? Are we going to do something with it today? Are we going to find that happiness that we've ever wanted? <laughs> you have miracles in the palm of your hands. It's a matter of who you are. Are you separate alone? Are you co-creating? Or are you the only individual of the entirety of all the existence of all the universe? <laughs> That's not separate from other individuals, for they are in there being individualized with you. funny how it seems so complex. It seems hard to grasp when you don't see it. I love you guys. I mean it. Girls. Probably you more than the guys telling you the truth, but you know what I'm saying. Because <laughs> I, I think I like you physically as well, so. Okay, okay, let's end this. <laughs> Let's go and, and make today a miraculous, spectacular, peaceful day today. For it is entirely possible. Entirely possible. Especially when you realize, I mean, that greatness in which you are. That's just so out of this world. I can't even. Oh, man, you guys. This is so awesome. Okay. And I will talk to you. Yeah, I would talk to you. No, not anyone else. I'm going to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Who else am I talking to? I'm not talking to anyone else. I'm talking to you. Yeah. I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Yeah. Hey. Talk to you tomorrow. I love you. Bye. Bye-bye now.
as we have been committed here to first-hand experience of that kingdom of heaven within. Today we awaken that true attribute of that kingdom of heaven as the tone This is categorized as the element of air, which is often perceived as the frustration of anger or love and compassion. Naturally, we react differently when we believe something is leading to our demise and our death or somehow going to make life harder for us. In this same sense, of that same frequency, we react differently when we recognize that there is nothing to fear, that there is no demise, and there is no frustration coming our way. Instead, we see how people do not really know what they are doing, and instead we perceive them as little children, completely innocent, and don't realize that they're causing harm to ourselves and it's natural that we have this sense of compassion for their ignorance but if we believe that they know what they are doing and it might be completely justified and we see that they are deliberately choosing to inflict harm upon you or someone you know it most definitely arises within you to have this frustration and anger towards that experience or that person. Regardless if it is actually justified or not, we want to go into the consciousness where the perception of these frequencies are actually occurring. So while you are choosing to see and believe that this is going to be your demise or somehow make life much more difficult for you is because you have this belief within your consciousness which in many cases seems and is completely justified for you are a body and you will die and if someone does certain things to you or some other body within your vicinity then they will also be inflicted with pain and suffering and you don't want to see that happening. And it makes complete and perfect sense and gives you reason to be angry. But those people in this same frequency, as you can see that the difference between anger and compassion seem so much different. And yet somehow they relate being in this same area of frequency. If you can open up to the idea that really the difference between what makes you angry and what calls for this love and compassion isn't actually much different. That if you have love to give, these people that make you angry are simply asking for that love. They are throwing a tantrum of many different sorts. Even if they think they are justified in doing so or not, they believe that this will succeed in giving them that satisfaction that they want and still want from mommy and daddy. If you can be there and recognize that they really don't know why they act the way they do, 
then you can be there in the sense of offering that love, whether it be in another dimensional energetic field or in an actual communion or communication with them, then they will be satisfied and fulfilled in a fashion that only you and that experience can actually offer. It is a choice to recognize that many of us, even you, even I, do not actually know the reasons why we act a certain way, and we choose then to see that we are innocent in what we do and really do not know how and what we do and how to get the best reaction and result in life. So we instead choose to recognize that everything today is either a call for love or an expression of love. I choose to express love today. If it's possible for you to, if you have some sort of conversion with them, conversion, conversation with them throughout the day, or, or if they're a higher power and you can't get to them, it, it's even more frustrating because you just have to go to bed angry, wishing the world was different. <laughs> and yet you don't seem to recognize that the lesson for you to learn and for you to experience has to do with that sensation you're feeling. I know I discussed this a lot yesterday, but if you were completely honest with yourself, You would recognize this sensation that you're feeling is only there because you have a definition of what that situation will bring about in your life. You have this attempts to define it. You've experienced your associations to your family members that you were raised up with or whoever you knew and you you defined this sensation as a reason to be angry you've defined that sensation as a reason to be sad a reason to be depressed and you didn't actually have the stance or the ability to honestly define that sensation and you think you actually came to a, a good conclusion of defining it and so you keep using it throughout your day because somehow it's going to bring about a result and you think it's good you think you can achieve something and you see you see people respond when you're angry you know people act back when you're sad and so you seem to have been doing something good for you. you you got something you wanted from it so you're here trying to be angry about leadership you have no control over trying to be angry about the way work is happening and 
how your job's changing and you're not enjoying it and so on. And just the way life is happening. And, and you seem to actually agree still uh, with this definition that you made when you were literally a baby, an infant, a toddler. You were going through this terrible two-stage. You had no idea how to converse and express yourself. And you wanted something. And you started to notice by certain noises you made that you got a response from them. You know, your, your life source, your parents, your caregiver. You got what you wanted when you screamed. You're an adult now. You notice that, you know, your screaming isn't helping, but you still feel that sensation. And you still define it as angry. Depending on, and we can always get more specific into how you're feeling. But every time you think of a sensation as a negative sensation, you naturally feel the pain and the suffering of it. And the only way to think of it as negative is to assume you understand what this result is going to be. You're not going to get what you want.
design and what we're created to be and our, our very specific function. And some people don't completely grasp this, but in the same fashion as Trina can get pregnant and have a baby, in the same fashion I can understand things of the universe and, and all this fashion in a way where it actually makes sense out of life. And she mm-hmm. can't necessarily do that. So mm-hmm. even though on other levels and other dimensions we are the same, we have very unique abilities within this world that we are designed within this world to have. And they all have a very specific purpose to them. And ultimately that purpose for each and every one of us uh, resides in the same destination and the same result comes from all of it. But it seems as if they're different functions, just like you have to be traveling around going to school and all this stuff and, and getting this, whatever you're doing. And I have to do whatever I had to do to get to the understanding I had to do. This is very specific to my person. But mm-hmm. that means I have different things to forgive than you have and different things mm-hmm. to learn trust with than you have. But even as in another dimension, we are the same being. Mm-hmm. But in this corporeal lifestyle, it also gives us a different experience of offering, you know, offering that same purpose of healing, that same purpose of realization, but with different functions, you know, so with different forgiving attributes as you have, and I have different forgiving attributes, but it's all offered to the same whole. Right. See, I always thought like, if you were this really enlightened spiritual person, then the goal would be to be blissful all the time and to kind of transcend the pain and misery and fear and stuff, the, the stressed out, helpless feeling, you know. But that would kind of defeat the purpose of what we're supposed to be doing here. Yeah, it would, it would defeat the purpose of why we created this whole thing in the first place. I do think it's a very noble step to surrender everything in which even I did and mm-hmm. completely give up and try to not react to the world and, and literally just stop responding to emotions, stop responding to everything as if, as if I'm actually doing something. Right. It, it, it hits a wall, a threshold all of a sudden where you realize, wait, I can't stop reacting to emotions because emotions aren't real. I can't stop reacting to the world because the world is not real. And so once you actually get to that perspective, you recognize even if I do all of these things of the world, even if I don't do all of these things of the world, I'm doing the exact same thing always. And so Mm -hmm. I can be this spiritual guru that's at peace all the time. I'm still who I am. I can be this, you know stressed out businessman that wants to kill himself and jumps off a building, I'm still who I am. It's, it hasn't changed. So a lot of people think, oh, I have to give up things. I have to give up lifestyles. I have to give up chopping wood and carrying water. And, <laughs> you know, the same thing, I mean, eventually they realize you can't give up those things regardless of how many things you give up, regardless of how simple your lifestyle is, regardless of any of it. You are as, as naked as you were when you came in to this whole thing. Yeah. That's one thing with like um, these business conferences that I go to with like they teach you to be 
business minded or people who join religions or, you know, change their ideology and join spiritual beliefs. They ride this high for a little bit and they expect it to last forever. This self-empowered, like spiritual high that you're just awesome. But then they come back to real life. And that coming back to real life is like, oh man, maybe it didn't work. Maybe this isn't real. But I think eventually we all come back to real life. You know, we're chopping wood and carrying water and we can't escape it. But that's not a failure of our religious practices or anything else we're doing. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say that, it, you know, that's an, a proper use of that lifestyle. I mean, it, it eventually, you know, you might come back to this life, but you, you of course, come back a different person. Like you come back a, a different mindset and a different willingness to the whole thing that you, you know, actually are, are looking at it differently and you're using it differently. Hello and what a beautiful day it is today. My Anchor.fm family, welcome to Open and Clear Broadcasting. I am your host, Reverend Devin Devine. My real name is Reverend Devin Jesse Byrne. How you doing? So I wanted to introduce myself a little bit and possibly continue to post this throughout the days to give you a little more of an idea of who I am and what I am doing here. Many people see these spiritual teachers that teach things that they've been taught and regurgitate literary jargon of some sort, and that's wonderful and nice. Well, my spiritual journey has been my entire life. I am a natural-born mystic, shaman, Back in 1985, around the original Indigo Children, I was blessed with this ability to see the spiritual universe and understand the perspective in which is in that perception of that spiritual universe. When I got a little older, I started communicating directly with God as I went through my experiences of feeling guilty for discovering my body. And I would spend many hours on prayer, and I started to find very peaceful states where I would hear a clear, audible voice within my mind. One that I remember very clearly to this day was, Be not afraid, my son. For I am with thee, and I will always be with thee until thee are with me. And that was best understood many years later when I got into the teachings of A Course in Miracles. I always thought very much differently than other people, and they said my wires were crossed differently, referring to how I used my thoughts and my brain differently. All of a sudden, when I found this book called The Course of Miracles, which many struggled to comprehend and take in, it was the only book I was truly capable of keeping my attention span focused and understanding it and comprehending what it is saying on a multitude of levels and different variations. 
previous to it, I went through this whole journey of looking for everything I could find that somehow broke the laws of physics in some way or another. And it took me down this road of being this energy worker and understanding spiritual uh, psychedelics and, and different processes of practicing my psychic abilities and so on. And while I finally found A Course in Miracles, it all of a sudden congealed everything into this whole expansion experience of no longer really coming into a spiritual experience for my body, but now my perception shifted from a body experience of my spirit. Now it took me on a journey, a five-year vision quest, going on meditations and all sorts of churches and groups and different variations of enlightened masters. And when I realized that it, what I was to find was when I came back from this death experience and where I transcended this whole life and no longer had any more grievances, any more resistances, and all that was there, all that was left to me was a complete multidimensional experience, directly relation with everything you know, everything I know, and what truly is the reality of God. I chose to come back, and here I am. I hope we get together and understand each other a little bit better today. Worship and ask for the teachings and, and the help and assistance. Oh, oh, how can I be a holy lie like you? Oh, how can I be a holy lie like you? And, and they usually look at him and say, you know, I, I am a holy lie and you are an unholy lie and you have to do these things to become a holy lie. And, and you will then realize that there is no lie. But one day when you don't, it, while you're on this path of, of trying to figure out that, you know, there is no holy lie and there is no evil lie, that really, you know, it's simply just a lie that doesn't exist. Then, you know, until then you won't, you'll seem as if you're doing something. You'll seem as if you're on a journey and seeking for knowledge and understanding. But it's a completely different world once you recognize it. You know, it's not a journey anymore. It's not really a, a vision anymore in that sense. It's not, you know, a, a truth that wasn't already there. You know, it wasn't already innate. Uh, someone could say, oh, yeah, um, I'm, you know, evil things are a lie. So I'm going to abstain from evil things. Okay, now you're this holy lie. But one day you'll realize, oh, this holy stuff, this meditating on a mountaintop, you know, this is a lie as well. This isn't who I am either. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to abstain from that. And, you know, everything you find, oh, I'm, oh, my name, my name feels like a lie. This isn't who I am. So I'm going to abstain from lies or saying I'm a name or a person at all. And so you're going to abstain from that until... You know, you're literally abstaining from everything, and that's how you escape the dream, is pretty much 
the abstaining from it all. And like, oh, this whole thing's a lie. I'm going to abstain from all of it. And literally not react, not respond to anything anymore because you're every, even moving your finger is a lie. And even, even looking within is a lie. I mean, it's, it gets uncomprehensible that anything, anything you can do is a complete lie. One day, then all of a sudden it realizes, you know, there is a purpose to lying. You know, all of a sudden there is a purpose to being whatever it is you are. Yeah, uh, you're going to be a different form of lie all over the place. You know, <laughs> you might be the lie that is made into soap or you might be the lie that is, you know, non-truth expression. But you recognize that everything, no matter what you do in this world, is a lie. So it's okay. It's perfectly innocent to be any form of lying that you want to be. So establish yourself. You're going to say that you're, you know, you're happy in this life. Oh, I'm happier this way. Yeah, you're happy in that form of the lie. That's great. That's okay. And be that lie that is happy if you're enjoying it. But recognize also when you're suffering and sad that that's a lie as well. You know, you're lying that you're suffering and in pain and sorrow. That's a lie also. So enjoy that you're lying there too. So eventually you you're transcend the whole aspect of trying to figure out what you do and what to do and what to abstain from. And, and then eventually you just be whoever the hell you are. You stop trying to figure out what's the good way, what's the bad way, what's the right way, what's the wrong way. And you just be you, you know? You just allow you to be you. Yeah, I mean, it seems that next thing you know, you turn around a corner, you're like, oh, this is happening. What should I do? As if you don't know what you should do, as if you don't know, you know, who you are. Instead, you want to try and figure out, you know, well, what's the right thing to do and what's the wrong thing to do and I'm going to abstain from one and and do another. No, both are lies. Just simply do what you're going to do. It might lead to your death. It might lead to your survival. It doesn't really matter. Both the lie of death and the lie of survival are both lies. It doesn't matter really in, in truth. Unless you want and you're doing things for the fending off death, you know, fending off a lie, then there are specific things you need to do to fend off that lie because some things actually lead to it, you know? Taking too much of that leads to it. Uh, playing with that sharp object <laughs> leads to it. And, and jumping from that height leads to it. And, and all these different variations. So, you know, all these lies lead to that lie. And, you know, obsession with lies is a... Good morning, sweetness. Take note that if you enjoy what you hear today, you can listen to the full programs by going to openandclear.com. All of these are available by generous supporters like yourself at our new Patreon website, patreon.com slash OAC.
you receive inspiration and benefit from our programs, it would help us and our families and children if you generously gave back. We also offer our one-on-one spirit coaching. If you'd like something in, in exchange through Patreon or straight through us at openandclear.com. That's O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. We can't do it without you, and we are very much appreciative. Thank you. shout out to everybody that has been helping over the many years thank you thank you and we look forward to working with all of you have a beautiful day